Hello and welcome to the Rev It Up Podcast, helping entrepreneurs fill up their tanks, crank up the RPMs, and put the pedal to the metal until they cross that finish line. Hello, I'm Jess Tiffany. Ready, set, go. Hey everybody, welcome to another exciting episode of the Rev It Up Podcast. I have another amazing guest and uh, this is Rebecca. Rebecca Rausch is the chief lizard and founder of Neon Lizard Creative Marketing and Design, just south of Minneapolis. Designer since the age of 12, Rebecca has worked in many design service fields until she went out on her own as a freelancer back in 1998 and started Neon Lizard Creative. Now an agency of nine, collectively the NLC International Team of Designers has over 100 years of experience and contains designers, color theorists, a variety of specialists, and much, much more. They serve as a comprehensive design team helping businesses just like yours build a consistent brand that is not only memorable, but causes people to fall in love with your business, naming, branding, marketing, social, catalog, trade shows, plus NLC serves as your marketing hub. Welcome to the show, Rebecca. How are you this fine day? I am doing great. It's always good to see you. How are you? I'm fantastic, and I'm just uh, glad that you're here with us today. And um, so you got to tell me, how did you come up with that amazing lizard uh, that's your logo? It's so colorful and, and just really draws attention. Oh, that's actually a piece of art I saw years ago, and I grabbed it, and I kept it. And I was able to use it when I decided to start my business. Well, actually, it was after that, but um, yeah. So it's a piece of art I found. It's sadly I can't say I did that myself. I wish I okay. could. <laughs> well, it is. It does really draw the eye, and, and it uh, really uh, stands out on a on paper print on websites. Yeah, it's a good little mascot. It. It's a Absolutely. good little mascot. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about um, you know kind of your. Uh, well, before we get too far into this, can you tell us where to find you and how to track you down online? Neon lizard creative.com you can find us you can get us i'm on linkedin i'm on facebook instagram twitter you can find me everywhere i'm just all over the place fantastic so make sure you go to neonlizardcreative.com and uh, look at uh, the portfolio of all the amazing work uh, that rebecca and her team have done and um so uh Tell me a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. Obviously, you said you started designing at a young age, and then that kind of progressed. And how did you kind of make that transition? Well, I started designing at age 12. I fell in love with design watching Darren Stevens on Bewitched, and that's what he did. So <laughs> all through high school, I was doing the cheerleading posters and all that kind of stuff, and, and was I just loved it. Everything about it I love. And so I ended up going to college at 16, graduating at 20, um, my first creative director job when I was 23. From there, I worked at sign companies, print companies, corporate companies, big agencies, small agencies, all over the place, because I wanted to really find my niche. You know, what, where, what did I feel best in? And I found I felt really great in branding. And so I kind of uh, realized one day when I was working for an agency that I was doing all the work and running the agency and my boss was out drinking every day. So I thought, you know what, I can do this on my own. <laughs> and I did. And it was, um, it was pretty scary, but it was, it was a great jump. And as they say, unless you try, you don't fail, you haven't done anything right. So I mean, I, I 
went out and it, I didn't fail. It was shocking. And here we are 23 years later and still rocking and rolling. It's awesome. That, that is an amazing story. And what's like one of the early struggles you went through when you made that, that decision to go out on your own? Um, you know, maybe some sort of a, some learning curve you had to go through. The learning curve. Well, my husband was just getting ready to graduate from DeVry. So <clears throat> my biggest learning curve was how to be a business person. I have always been a servant heart. That's just who I am. And so learning how to actually charge people was, was hard for me. <laughs> learning how to um, say no. I didn't know how to say no. I'm still not very good at that, to be honest. Don't take advantage of me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was probably my biggest learning curve is, is learning how to set those boundaries and um, deliver in a way that was more than other people. Um, I've, I've evolved over time from being the logo designer to the full brand to now the full marketing as well. And uh, that's been a, a very fun evolution because I can't stop learning. I love it. It's There's just so much out there to, to learn from, you know, so. And and, um, and can I have a loan, by the way? A loan? <laughs> I was testing if you could say no or not, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> okay, darn, all right. All my money's going back in the business. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, um, so what's the, um, secret to kind of, uh, making that transition into branding? What's, how do you, uh, what's kind of your secret, uh, secret sauce to the branding experience? I am a big believer that the brand is not just a logo. Back in the day, a brand was essentially just the logo. You slapped it on stuff and everybody called it the brand. You threw little colors with it. And, oh, your brand's matchy-matchy. Good. That's awesome. Eh, that's not a brand. Your brand is your values, your why, your differentiator, your position in the market, um, who you serve, all those things. And it's also how you treat people and how you treat your employees and how the, the guy drives the truck. I mean, everything that is perceived of you, of your brand, your reputation, all of that is your brand. And you should know most of that, if not all of that, before you even do a logo. The logo is a, represent a representation of your brand, an icon to show your brand, but it's not your brand. We're not cows, we don't slam it onto stuff. We have to actually curate something that is bigger than yourself. And a lot of it has to do with having the heart for service. And when you have that heart for service, then that comes out into your marketing. I think I, you and I were just talking about my story and my grandma's roles. I put a little video out the other day about, about my grandma, and she just had these roles that were just to die for. Oh, my gosh, they were just these beautiful little bundles of buttery goodness, and I can't even begin to tell you how great they were. I've never been able to make them. I've never had another one like them, and they were fantastic. But she was a, she was so strict about her recipe. It was crazy that, you know, the temperature had to be just right for all the ingredients and this, that, and the other. And that's kind of like the brand. You shouldn't do your logo and stuff until your brand is really, really strong. You know exactly what you're going to do and go forward and what you represent. Then you do the logo. Then you do the, you know, the supplementary materials that support that. And that is what you take little pieces parts off and you put out into the world. Because once you have built that really great foundation, then people are intrigued by that. And that's what you use small pieces of to entice them and create essentially a, 
a breadcrumb trail, shall we say, <laughs> across the internet and entice them to go from one place to the other to the other until you get them where you want them to go. And that's what marketing is. It's two completely different entities. Okay, wow. Uh, and that was actually going to be my next question. The difference between branding and marketing. Do you have any additional? <laughs> I can't help but go there. I'm passionate about both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, a lot of a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of parts of marketing. There's different ways of marketing, um, you know, from doing social media, doing paid, doing, you know, email drip campaigns, all that kind of good stuff. There's a million ways of doing the marketing. But unless you have something to market well, something that entices people to begin with, such as grandma's rolls, as I use as a metaphor, <laughs> nobody's going to follow it. Nobody's going to go from one to the other to the other unless you give them value and give them a reason to. And mm -hmm. so it's all intertwined. It's kind of a scary little thing because it is so intertwined. It's hard to extricate them one from the other because they're both so important. But the foundation is the number one part. Would you say that's the biggest mistake that most people do during branding, or is there other areas that are even, are even more egregious? <laughs> I think there's two. I think, number one, the biggest thing is they don't realize the importance of branding. And if you do not build, like I said, I feel like a broken record, but I am an evangelist for this stuff. Um, if, you, if you don't build it right, it's, it's just not going to, it's not going to go. And so, um, you need to build it right coming out of the gate, not just, you know, 20 years later or 10 years later. If you build it right coming out of the gate, you instantly have credibility. You instantly look like a million dollars. We have a, um, an automotive client who, during COVID, <laughs> started his own business and he wasn't having a lot of uh, luck. And he spoke to a friend of ours and they referred him to us. He's going to pull a million bucks this year. Mm. And he's a single guy doing this automotive stuff because he came out of the gate looking like he had been around for 20 years and he's got a better marketing plan and he's out in the market more than anybody else even some of the really big dogs and he is rocking and rolling because he did it right off the bat and that's really important and what is the second one the second one is thinking that when you're a designer Oftentimes we get really caught up in just our client. What does our client want? But it, that client doesn't matter, <laughs> really. I know that sounds rude, but it really is the client's client that matters. They are the ones that need to like and respond because then that makes the client successful. And the same thing for that client. When they do something for someone, they need to learn how to think of that client's client because we're all of healing and serving someone else. Okay. So um, so how, how do you kind of bridge that gap between, um, you know, the, the, the wants of the company, the desires of the clients, and, um, you know, how do, how do you kind of like put all those pieces together to create that unified marketing message or unified branding, I should say? That's a really great question. Um, we have a couple different methods. Um, one of them we call the heart principle and we start off with a really deep dive marketing strategy meeting it Takes about an hour hour and a half or so to go through it and in the process of that we really discover who that client can serve best and Once we know who that client is not and you know me I, I did this with you another time. I don't like avatars. I don't like personas. I don't like those verbs or, or nouns those definitions of people I think people are people and if you look at your clients that you currently have, 
you're going to see people that you love to work with. You just love work. You can't wait when they call. You get so excited. They always pay on time. They appreciate you. They, they listen to what you have to say, and they ask you what they need rather than telling you what they want. It is more of a relationship than a transaction. And once you have those people in your world, and you're able to rock their world because you do what they need the best, then they're very happy. You're very happy. And, you know, life is all roses and bubblegum. So that's a really key thing to me is, is, is knowing if you know the client and you know who they can serve best, there's always those overlaps because most people are attracted to people like themselves. Hey everybody, Jess here. What if I could help your company find over $100,000 in hidden revenue streams in less than an hour without spending an extra dime on advertising or marketing? Reach out to me at cardzap.thebumpcard.me. Check out the video on five steps to profit and also reach out and we can have a conversation. Thank you. Right on. Well, that's powerful. And uh, um, one thing it kind of made me think of is, and this is kind of a little obscure from the topic, but, but <laughs> you had that ugly logo contest. Yeah. And, 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 and it was like a, just a massive change. And do you have any other examples like that where there, there's like a really like a big change in how it oh, affected sure. the company? I actually did a page of them the other day, uh, before and afters, and I've got it hidden on my website, but if anybody's interested in seeing them, they're welcome to uh, shoot me a note at Rebecca at NeonLizardCreative.com, and I'll be happy to share that uh, page with them. But yeah, there's I show the befores and the afters. One gentleman in particular, love his heart, he had been in his home office for 30 years. He had been trying for 30 years to get out of his home office. This is, of course, before COVID. And he had been wanting to, to grow larger. And one of our other clients had referred us. And he had this the ugliest little thing. He'll tell you the same thing. He had the ugliest little lighthouse logo, hand-drawn lighthouse logo. It was terrible. And we rebranded him. And within the year, he had moved into a brick and mortar. Within two years, he had spread to three cities. He sold it, started another company, which we branded. He built it. He sold it. Then he built another company, wow. <laughs> which we branded, and he built it up. And he just recently retired. He's still doing it kind of on the side. But that's Village Tile Resources, if anybody's interested, villagetileresources.com. Um, you know, I think he might. I don't know if the website's still up, but it's on our website. You can see it. But, yeah, it, was, it turned out to be beautiful. And he swears up and down and backwards it was the branding because before the branding, he did not – have the clientele that he needed. He just didn't have the credibility. Your branding, your marketing, your branding is the clothing of your business. If you show up in surf shorts and, and a scruffy beard and, and unwashed, nobody wants to do business with you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but if you show up in a tux, yeah, you're a lot more respected right off the bat. And that's kind of what people need to think about. Mm. How am I presenting my company? And does it represent who I really am? Excellent. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's true. I think, um, I kind of use an example on my, uh, one of my presentations about this website called photo feeler and they basically, you upload mm -hmm. pictures for social media and they can kind of vote on how, you know, influential or confident you look and, and as you know, I had like four different pictures on there and same person. But when I updated with the nice pictures with me dressed, nice professional photography, all of a sudden the influential ratings, you know, went into the eights and nines out of tens versus the fives when I just had, had you know, just a, a regular picture. 
and it just really I remember changes. fussing at you about your regular picture <laughs> telling you you need to go talk to Dan <laughs> yes yes Dan did a great job taking my pictures so yeah it's um, a, it makes a huge difference yeah and Dan's at anthology.com if you're listening to this so make sure you check that out <laughs> anthology yeah he's um, great but um yeah, it's, it really does make a big difference. And, and so uh, I can see how the, the making your entire company having that reflective uh, look of, of quality uh, makes a huge difference uh, for your growth and, and, and everything like that. So um, so how do you uh, how do you differentiate like, you know, the good and the amazing? How, what's that little how do you I, I just I know you have that skill and I'm not quite there. So what, what, how, how do you uh, figure out that fine tuning? For their, for their differentiator? Yeah. Something that's novel and different, but that's not, you want it to be novel and different, but it doesn't have to be completely disruptive. Folks are comfortable with things that are slightly different. They're not always comfortable with things that are radically different. So finding that, that in between space where you that people will respond to. Uh, the automotive gentleman, he had a little boy. His little boy comes and works with him at the, the dealership. He's, he's like four. Oh, <laughs> it's sure. not a dealership, but it's an automotive repair. Yeah. And it was like, he's, he was telling me, he said, yeah, because I started this because I really want to create something for my son. And he said, I want to build something. He himself is incredibly, um, and he has so much integrity. And when he said that, that really resonated with me. I said, okay, we're gonna use that. We're gonna use the fact that you are building this company for your son, and we're gonna use the fact that you're giving over the top service. He comes to your house. If it's, a, if it's something that he can do at your house, he'll come to your house. You don't have mm. to take your car in. Who does that? <laughs> Not, no, no, hardly He has saved my tail in a couple times. We have six cars. <laughs> <laughs> Very so, cool. Well, yeah, cool. so I think that's made a big difference. He says people mention it all the time because it's in all his advertising practically. And um, so, you know, a lot of people are out there kind of like, well, I could just go to Fiverr and grab this thing or, you know, or whatever. Um, what, what do you say to somebody that's not really wanting to spend a little extra to get, the, get it done right? Well, you can go to McDonald's or you can go to a five-star restaurant. Both of them will feed you. True. One's going to be way better and you're going to have a lot more memories of it. Yes. That's kind of a, a, a light view of it, but in yeah. a sense, it is what it is. I mean, the Fiverr guys are transactional. They're going to do one thing and leave. That's it. It's no different than a burger. You bought a burger? There you go. Bye. Whereas when you have a marketing company, um, one like ourselves, that is um, full comprehensive that we can do everything, then we act more as a marketing hub and all of the design, all the creative goes through there. So we have that that um, control and governance over all the brand to make sure everything looks great and the messaging is consistent and all of that is you know perfect for your clients. So it really becomes an experience. Yeah, 30 years of it is mine. <laughs> Susan's yeah. got, I think Susan's got 30 years. We've got it, like I said, we've got like 100 between us. 
Yeah. Go ahead. And oh, and what I guess what I meant more was like, um, you know, like when you like the ambiance, like the experience of the actual um, building of the brand. It's more like, you know, going into like a, you know, into a theater and there's, you know, all these moving parts and it's amazing and takes your breath away. And, and so that going to you is kind of that experiential, um, we're going to get into your brand. We're going to know your brand. We're going to help you experience your brand. We're going to help your clients experience your brand. And you put it all together. Whereas the other one is just like, oh, hey, I got, I printed a, a, a lame uh, lighthouse uh, logo. <laughs> Anyway, that's the way I picture it. So, uh, just because <laughs> because like I, I know you you and how amazing uh, the work you would do is uh, so and and um, so for those that don't know, Rebecca is my go-to graphic person for uh, any major uh, big projects and things like that. So, something that I can't do on Canva in five seconds, um, you know, <laughs> that actually needs to look good. Uh, that then, then then Rebecca. It all needs the, to look good. I'm going to fuss at you for that one. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, all right. I'm still learning. I'm still learning. So, um, but uh, anyway, uh, uh, that's, that's super awesome. So tell us a little bit about um, kind of your, you know, you kind of have your graphic design is kind of almost like a extension of your lifestyle. And, you know, you, you kind of live in your, your uh, dream farm type situation. <laughs> I don't know how, how else My to say that farm that I'm neglecting because I'm too busy working. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but I, I know you have a nice therapy. place down there and Tell us a little bit about uh, kind of uh, building a business while, you know, working and living in uh, your kind of uh, lifestyle there. Well, um, I'm not exactly sure how to do it. The farm is not really a full-on farm. It's just a little hobby farm. We've kind of got Noah's Ark of animals, two horses, two goats, (laughs) two dogs, two cats, 14 chickens, four kids, and a husband. <laughs> so, so we're 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 busy. We got lots to do all the time, and um, I'm fortunate that the lady who has her horses there uh, takes care of the animals a lot. Because since we have started this uh, new trajectory with uh, working with the larger clients and and really helping people truly embrace the power of their brand, I've been heads down doing the marketing and prepping the marketing and letting people know that oh, make sure that if anybody wants resources, it's I resources. have resources. That resources page I was telling you about, if you go to our site and you sign up for the newsletter, which I don't really send out a newsletter, it's just the the blogs, but um, it will link you to a resource page with over four or 500, I think it's like 400 things, things on it for businesses. So everything from HR to CRMs to extensions, I don't know if you've heard of that, like that one tab for Chrome. Have oh, you seen I've that? heard of it, but I haven't used it. Oh, it's awesome. You can, like, let's say, you know, when you open a whole bunch of, of, of uh, windows and you open all the windows and yep. then you want to keep them, but you can't. And so you end up putting them in a folder and then they get lost. Well, this, you can just say one tab it and it saves it. And wow. next time you go, you just click on that tab and boom, all of them open back up again. I'm grabbing so, that right I know. away. As soon as we, as soon as we get off of it. Researching is a lot easier with that. There's a bunch of really great things on there that people can use. Very cool. Um, well, good. Well, I wanted to um, just kind of have you, you just gave your website, but could you uh, tell people where to find you again and how to track you down so that they can uh, see the amazing work that you do? Oh, great. Well, right now I'd push everybody toward the website, the neonlizardcreative.com. We just launched it recently, and uh, we have two more launching this week. 
um, of new websites for new clients and they can follow us on LinkedIn. I'm all the time putting art and blogs and wisdom out on um, LinkedIn because everybody needs a little something. I'm learning like crazy and I try to share what I learn because it's community over competition. So we all have to help each other. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And um, I, I just, again, uh, I can't say enough about the quality work that Rebecca and her team do. And make sure you check check her out. Go to neonlizardcreative.com. Again, um, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, give us some reviews on the podcast as well. And we will catch you on the next show. Thanks again, Rebecca. Thank you.